0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at KingsgateHobbs.com. Tonight, we have the special privilege of having a dear friend of mine, great teacher of the word. He's become one of my teachers over the years and that's Pastor Angel Madeta. Come on up, man of God. Love you. <laughs> Praise God, wow. What an introduction. All right. Say with me, peace. Peace. No, no. Come on. Say it like you got it. Right? Right? Peace. Say with me, prosperity. Prosperity. Say with me, power. Power. Say with me, health. Health. Say with me, forward. forward. Yes, because the Holy Spirit, his ministry, Is not a ministry that is static. His ministry is about moving forward. And it's about moving God's people forward. The church is not static in any way, shape, or form. In our human nature, we have this tendency that when God starts blessing us, well, we like to do what Peter did on the Mount of Transfiguration. We love those high experiences. And we tell the Lord, can we just stay right here? Right? Can I get in it? Amen. Right? Because that's just our human nature because in our fallen or the aspect of the fallen nature, we all think we can go back to Eden. God is done with Eden. Hello? God is done with Eden. Where God is taking us to in the fullness to where he is taking us to dwarfs Eden. Where God is taking us to is to a place of fullness in Him. Not just fullness in Him, but fullness with Him. That's why the Christian mind is a mind that is constantly being challenged to let go and to move on. Because our God is a God about letting go and moving on. The greatest message that God has actually projected or given to us about letting go and moving on was at the cross of Calvary and the resurrection. Because at the cross of Calvary, what does God do? He lets go. He lets go of all the things that were basically upon us due to sin from everything to Adam to the present. And what does he do? Through the blood of his son, he lets it go. The power of the blood has this authority to let things go. That is why when I hear believers who basically walk in a spirit where they say, yes, I'm blessed. But, you know, I just went through that, and I say, well, how long ago? I went through that six months ago, and I said, you're still there? Because if we are saying that the power of the blood and the power of God's spirit and his truth and promises are about forward movement, that means I have to let some stuff go, right? So tonight, I want to talk to you about, if you could just put the title, the message is called, or the lesson is called Moving Towards Fullness, right? Fullness. God's blessings are great, all right? We taste them, we take them in, we share them, we enjoy them. But if you notice that God's blessings are always for what? A season. Why? Because the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit knows That the prophetic word is still moving us towards this fullness. And the prophetic word has this authority over our lives to not let us get comfortable. It has so much power that when we try to get comfortable, what happens is that tensions start to arise. We start thinking that it's the devil. Do you know that God has a way of applying tension to your life? To get you to get up and moving. Why? Because he does not want you to miss that window of the prophetic word, which is connected to his promises about what he said, what he was going to do in your life. I've heard people try to teach things on prophetic principles of thinking that they can actually put it together like as if it's a model toy oh, I got to do this and I got to do that. But when you look at Scripture and you take a real deep look into Scripture, if you notice, those people that had a prophetic word in their life that was going to take them to their destinies, they did nothing to help the prophetic word. The prophetic word just took power over that person. For instance, who would have ever thought that the young boy in the wilderness Just playing some game with a sling and a stone was actually preparing for a giant in the future of which God had set him up. That through the giant, the giant would be the door into the kingdom. There's a lot of doors in our lives that come to us in the form of giants. That's why the Christian mind in Christ that is regenerated by the power of God's word has to come to a place of maturity, discernment, and understanding to understand that giants are just doors. The bigger the giant, the bigger the door. That is why when we look into the life of David, David's process of approximately 14 or 15 years on the run From Saul, that's a big door. But when you look at then the enormity of what God has done in his life, then we can understand that our God is the God of big doors. Let us go to the book of Genesis, chapter 26, and we're going to read some Bible. I'm a Bible dude, so we're going to read some scriptures tonight. Let me just get my, my gadget here chapter 26 verse 17 to 33 and i'm just going to go through these scriptures i'm not going to stop because what i have for you guys tonight for 2023 i've been praying on this message now for weeks and making sure that this delivery is a delivery that no one walks through those doors saying i don't get it no you're going to get it tonight And it says, so Isaac moved away to the Gerard Valley where he set up their tents and settled down. Notice he settled down. He reopened the wells his father had dug, which the Philistines had filled in after Abraham's death. Isaac also restored the names Abraham had given them. Isaac's servants also dug in the Gerard Valley and discovered a well of fresh water. Say fresh water. But then the shepherds from Gerard came and claimed the spring. (laughs) While we're claiming stuff, so is the devil. This is our water, they said. And they argued over it with Isaac's herdsmen. So Isaac named the well Essek, which means argument. Isaac's men then dug another well. Say another well. well. (laughs) But again, there was a dispute over it. So Isaac named it Sitna, which means hostility. Abandoning that one, Isaac moved on. Say, moved on. on. And dug another well. This time there was no dispute over it. So Isaac named the place Rehoboth, which means open space. For he said, at last, the Lord has created enough space for us to prosper in this land. From there, Isaac moved to Beersheba where the Lord appeared to him on the night of his arrival. When you get to certain places, God is going to visit you. New places require a new visitation. I am the God of your father, Abraham, he said. Do not be afraid, for I am with you and will bless you. I will multiply your descendants, and they will become a great nation. I will do this because of my promise to Abraham, my servant. Then Isaac built an altar there and worshiped the Lord. He set up his camp at that place and his servants dug another well. Say another well. One day King Abimelech came with from Gerar with his uh, uh, advisor Uzahath, Uzzah, and also Philcol his army commander. Say with me, they came for a fight. For a fight. But watch what happens here. <laughs> Why have you come here, Isaac asked. You obviously hate me since you kicked me off your land. Yes, haters are real. So (laughs) they replied, we can plainly see that the Lord is with you. Yes, your enemies can see God in you. So we want to enter into a sworn treaty with you. Let's make a covenant. Swear that you will not harm us. Interesting. That they're telling the blessed man, he's the one that came with the commander of the army. And they're telling the blessed guy who digs wells, (laughs) don't harm us. (laughs) Yes. Uh Uh Uh-huh. And it says, just as we have never troubled you. Yeah, you're lying, devil. We have always treated you well. And we sent you away from us in peace. And now, look how the Lord has blessed you. Tell the person next to you the farther they push you away, the the more more blessed you become. Oh, my goodness. So, Isaac prepared a covenant feast to celebrate the treaty, and they ate and drank together. Early the next morning, they each took a solemn oath not to interfere with each other. Then, Isaac sent them home again. And they left him in peace. That very day, Isaac's servants came and told him about a new well they had dug. And they said, we have found found water, they exclaimed. So Isaac named the well Sheba, which means oath. And to this day, the town that grew up there is called Beersheba, which means the well of oath. I just want to say a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for the reading of your word. We felt that power, Father. And we thank you because we know the spirit of God is moving here tonight. Therefore, Father, I present every heart, every ear, every spirit and soul, every body, Lord God, every form of spiritual state and emotional state that came in through that door, I declare it will not leave the same. Therefore, Father, let your word just run like water, O oh Lord God, from your throne. Let your word go forth, giving health, power, and prosperity to our lives. This I ask and this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. So therefore, if you could put point number one up, please. Wells represent power, life, health, growth, wealth, and prosperity. Just keep it up there. It's interesting because in the Middle East, if you notice, those of you, if you have studied, if you have a well in the middle of nowhere, you're considered wealthy. Why? Because wealth is equated, or well is equated to power. The one who controls the water controls the power. And it's interesting because we see that Isaac in the trajectory of his life, We see that his father dug wells, and the emphasis was not so much on the wells that his father dug. We know that his father dug those wells. But now a new generation rises up in Isaac, and now Isaac is a man of wells. It's interesting because when you think about wells and you think about power, my mind immediately goes to the New Testament. When I see the woman at the well, hmm, Interesting, because she was going to this particular well that she said was the well of her father Jacob, right? And when she gets there, she sees Jesus sitting on the well. Now, the miraculous thing about that is that you see a well sitting on top of a well. Did you get that? She was drinking from an earthly well, And she didn't see at first that the celestial well of life was waiting for her. There is a well that is waiting for us, and his name is Jesus. When we take heed to what that well calls us to, I can tell you this. What's going to manifest in your life is power, life, health, growth, wealth, and prosperity. The fact of the matter is, is that Isaac, now we see that as his story begins to unfold, we see that God reveals himself to him to let him know as I was with your father, I'm with you too. Say "Me me too. That's right. That the God and father of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he is with you also. As he was with Jesus, he is with you. That's why to allow the devil to tell you some nonsense that God is not with you is to actually annul the truth that Jesus is Father and God is your God. That's why I love when Paul writes the letters and he says, the God and the Father or the Father and the God of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because what we see is the God of Jesus Christ. Now we're talking about his role in the Trinity, and when it says father, we see his role in humanity, and it is to say that in his time in humanity, he was supported by a source, namely his father, and his father was his well. Say with me, my father is my well. Yes, because in Hebrew, the word Abba, actually, when you go down to its etymology, the word Abba comes from a word that actually means source. Say source. Source. That's right, because every time you call out to him in prayer and you say to him, Abba, you are saying my source, my source. That is why you are acknowledging him as God and as the source of life, the source of power, the source of health, the source of authority, Oh my gosh, can I say that again? The source of authority over the powers of darkness in your life. Why do you think the devil wants you to basically be cut off or at a distance from that well? Because he knows the moment that you are distant from the well, you are going to get thirsty and your humanity is going to take you to look inward rather than upward. That is how the flesh operates. The moment you give the flesh the opportunity to basically be far from God, the flesh just basically says, good, now it's my turn. Because while you were seeking God, you had me subjugated to the laws of God. You had me subjugated to the power of the Holy Spirit. You had me subjugated in obedience to the will of God. But now that you pull away from the well, God himself, now I will subjugate you for this season until you reconnect with the well. The devil knows that the moment that we are far, as I like to call him in my prayer time, Papa, the moment we are far from Papa, everything starts to fall. The soul begins to collapse. Life becomes dull. There is no color in life. Marriages begin to fall into tensions. The kids start to act in ways that you don't know what to do. Hello, can I talk to you? The moment that we are disconnected from that well, we cannot expect things to go well for us. Oh, that was good. Let me say that again. (laughs) The moment that we are disconnected from that well, Things will not go well for us. And so here we have Isaac. He's just minding his business. He had already become great because in the scriptures before that, it says that he became great. He became wealthy. How? Because on the life of Isaac, we see that there is a connection to this thing called the covenant. Many Christians don't talk about that, but let me tell you, even if we don't talk about it, it's still on us. Now, the activation of that covenant is that we act in faith, speak in faith, treat others in faith, walk in faith. Hello? For the just shall what? Live by faith and not by sight. Therefore, we activate the covenant in our life when we live under the roof of the covenant. The roof covers me. It covers my children. But it requires that a responsible man or woman in the house stands up and say, oh, you're not taking my well away from me. He sent that well for you and for I, if that's good grammar. Let's go to the next point. The works of faith produce results. The works of the flesh produce frustrations. Has anybody ever been there? Right? Now, here's a little tip for you to apply to your spiritual maturity. The moment that you start moving into something, and the moment you start hitting that wall, and frustration starts to build, Don't blame God, please. Put the brakes on and ask the Holy Spirit, whose ministry is here on earth, and ask him, is this a a work of faith or is this a work of the flesh? Is this something that I want or is this something that you want? Because there's, within the church right now, there's this thing called self-entitlement. And we have to We have to kick that spirit out of the church. We are the community of faith. We are bound by the blood of Jesus. We are one by the spirit of the living God himself. Under the second covenant, bless with the blessings of Abraham. Bless with the believer Abraham. I am of the house of God. You are of the house of God. For all you people that have may have watched and not said nothing to your pastors, and you may have watched Game of Thrones, and they like the thing. oh, so-and-so from the house Targaryen and all this nonsense. Let me simplify. You are of the house of God the covering in your life, you are under the roof of God. And when you live under daddy's roof, you will live according to his laws, his principles, when he moves you by the spirit, when he sends you by the spirit, when he summons you by the spirit, everything is by the spirit and by his word. That is why when we see the greatness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on earth and we see him do all these miraculous things, today I was explaining to Brother Eric about the model of the Trinity at the baptism of Jesus Christ. It says that Jesus, when he was baptized, it says he came out of the waters praying, and while he was praying, you could read this, it's interesting, because while he was praying, it says what? That the Spirit of God came down like a dove, The Father spoke. So what's the model? The model is Father, Spirit, Son. The Son is under the Spirit's authority, and he is doing the Father's will. While we are on the earth, we are under that model. We are under the model of the Spirit's ministry. We obey the word of God by the Son to then fulfill the will of the Father. God has blessed us so that we all can be a well for somebody else. Pastor Fabian was talking today about the fact this year is a year about you being a blessing to someone else. That is why when we see Isaac and we see his men digging these wells, they weren't just digging those wells for themselves. It was part of the community so that everybody who was thirsty would be able to come to the wells. When people are thirsty in the spirit and need a word and the Holy Spirit sends them to you. How many of you go through that? Why do you think it's important to read the scriptures? Because the well must have the scriptures of God so that when it comes time for you to refresh somebody, you can refresh somebody with the water of God's word. Because it is that that breaks the chains and destroys and makes the yokes to be nothing of no power. All of a sudden, we see the fact that now he's digging these wells, and then it says that they found water. I love this part because as he starts to discover these wells, then all of a sudden it says, if you could give me point number three, it says blessings in your life will draw attention but remain humble. Now, you're going to love this part. He was prospering so much. Because of what was on his life, repeat with me, it's on my life too. too. That's right. He was prospering so much that it was drawing attention from people that were not part of the project of digging the wells. And it angered them so much because they saw how he was prospering. Man, let us be honest. There's no way you could say that you're in this covenant and try to hide the blessings in your life, Pastor. It is time to put out of this church this pseudo-humility of trying to say, I can't tell nobody, you know, I have to be careful. No, just let it flow. Like water, let the blessings just flow in your life. You know, because sometimes God, he uses that in order to deal with his immature kids that don't want to grow up, that basically just want a handout from Papa, they don't want to obey, they don't want to submit to the Holy Spirit, they don't want to walk in the power of God's word, and they just want to every morning just ask Papa for a handout. But let me tell you something, if you walk in your blessing, Papa is going to use you, even if it means to cause jealousy to come to the heart of one of your brothers and sisters. Tell the person next to you, your blessing is for me too. That's right. Your blessing is for me. So we need to get to that place where we mature. Stop thinking about these little plans that the church has been under these type of teachings for the past 20 or 25 years of how to set up this Fortune 500 retirement plan. Let me tell you, there is no retirement plan in the church of God. That does not exist. Because the plan of God is from glory to glory, from faith to faith and glory to glory. It is for all eternity. So therefore, we can't set up tent in God's house and say, Lord, I'm good. Uh Uh-uh. Lord, you're going to bless me this season? I'll take it. Thank you very much. Lord, because this blessing is just another part of the prophetic word to move me into the next dimension. So that when people see me, they have to say, Hey, is his father royalty? Is he some kind of prince or something? Oh, yes, he is. Of course, he is. Let the blessing flow. And when they start to flow in your life in 2023, Be humble. Give the glory, the honor, the praise, and the worship unto God. You really want to anger Satan? You really want to anger those spirits? Hey, I dare you the next time you get blessed, just tell Father, Father, I know you did this all by yourself. Papa, this is all you. It's all you, and I just praise you. Yeah, because, see, the world system, they got this mindset where they are trying to heap glory on themselves, but that is all part of the fall of Adam. Why? Because the temptation, there was an inclusiveness in there that man thought he could become his own God. That was the rotten apple or fruit that the devil was offering mankind because the devil knew it didn't work for me, but I'm going to trick you into thinking that it'll work for you. I tried to be my own God, but I'm not going to tell you that the Archangel Michael and his boys, they kicked us all out. I am not going to tell you that. I am not going to tell you that in the moment I tried to exalt myself before the Most High, and I thought that I can make my place up there next to his throne and then just say, hey, I will sit among the congregation of the stars. I will be like the Most High. Yeah, the moment that that happened, well, Jesus said it like this. I saw him fall like lightning. That is why the world system is about exalting man. It is about telling man, lift yourself up by your own bootstraps. That does not exist in the church of God, those type of teachings. Hey, you know why? Because it says that this same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from among the dead, now he abides in you too. Come on. That means... I don't have to have this lift-yourself-up-by-the-bootstraps mindset. I just have to wait for the Spirit of God. Because the Spirit of God's ministry is to lift up the sons of God any time they come into a threatening place where it looks like death will have power over them, where it looks like their dreams will die, their marriages will die. All the other things, their ministries will die. Well, here comes the Spirit of God. Because when the Spirit of God shows up in Pastor Fabian, Dr. Coy Barker, Sister D, and all the leaders here, when the Spirit of God shows up to give you a word, there is where the Holy Spirit is telling you, yeah. Jesus Christ is in the house, and he is here to lift you up. Yes. Yes. God. Number four. media team? (laughs) If I can have number four, thank you. (laughs) Uh, Okay, bad water experience. Now, this one's really going to bless you. Bad water experiences equals difficult, intense situations. Now, what's a bad water experience? The bad water experience for Isaac was at first the water was good because There was water flowing every time he dug a well. It became a bad water experience when all of a sudden they became contentious and argumentative with him and covered up the well. When they were trying to claim something that didn't belong to them. When the devil was trying to tell you that peace that you got, that's only momentary. Emotional, carnal peace is only momentary. But the peace that Jesus gives us is a peace that allows us to go to sleep in the storm. Hello. Right? While everybody else that knows this is trying to bail the water out of the boat. And everybody in the house, come on now, is actually going crazy trying to figure out human solutions on how to stop the storm from coming in the house. Let me tell you, your God is so powerful, he'll let the water come in the house. And he'll protect you at the same time to show you that he has the power and the authority over the water. Because if we are saying that we are the sons and daughters of God, we have to understand that there are bad water situations that God allows into our lives. But with the purpose, like I said in the beginning, to move us forward into fullness. Because here in this particular instance, they covered up the well. What's he do? He moves from there, digs up another well, gets water. All of a sudden, what happens there? Another tense situation. That is why in the beginning of this chapter, God tells Isaac, he tells him, don't go down into Egypt, boy. There's nothing down there for you. And the thing about it is you got to go down. Right? You got to go down into Egypt because that's all Egypt does. Egypt just swallows people. It just draws people down in life. It does not exalt anybody. It just draws people down. It makes slaves of people. It oppresses people. It tells people, hey, your dreams are over. It tells people, you will work for me for the rest of your life. You will never own anything. What is your name? Huh? Jacob? Joseph? Who are those guys? Never heard of those guys. Egypt is not our home. And God told Isaac, don't go down there. How many times has God has told you, "Mm -mm, don't do that? Right? You know how you know where you stand in your spiritual maturity? For those of you parents here, well, you know what? No, this is inclusive for all of us. We have all been teenagers at one time, right? We have all been through the actual wilderness called I Know. Mama tells you something. Mama, I know. Mama tells you don't do this. Mama. God tells you not to do something. What do you do? The I know will get you into a lot of trouble. He goes down there. And he gets into the same trouble that his father got into. We teach it. We, we bring the doctrine as to how to break generational curses. But guess what? There are spirits that influence from our ancient's actual ancestry that they just hover and hang out in the family. They hang out. and They say, okay, I didn't get this generation. Look at little Timmy. Oh, he's so cute. He's two years old. Oh, okay. Let me start to work my influences into little Timmy because little Timmy doesn't have an intercessor in the house. I will confuse little Timmy at his two years of age, and I will be the spiritual influence in his life because nobody here is speaking word over little Timmy. So I will find the door into this generation, and I will stay here. And if Timmy has kids, I will influence his kids too. Yep. 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 And what happens? We go through these bad water experiences not realizing that what God is doing is moving us. Do not get comfortable. He is moving us. The Spirit of God in Genesis It says he was hovering, but he was in a hovering forward movement. Yes, Holy Spirit, rest on me. But if you're going to rest on me, take me somewhere. Take me somewhere. The Holy Spirit is not in the business of staying stationary. No, sir. The Holy Spirit has a date with destiny just like we do. Guess where he's going? He is going to the rapture, just like the church. He is going to take us there. The Holy Spirit is not because we just tell him, like little teenage kids, oh, oh, could you just give us a hundred more years to just play on this earth? While things just continue to just get worse and worse. Holy Spirit, can you just keep us here? No, thank you. No. No, that's not God. God is moving us towards fullness. Say fullness. Next point, please. Number five. Put it behind you because what's coming is greater. Now, the tensions in Isaac's life, and I love Isaac's attitude because he didn't hold on to anything. Isaac just figured, you know what? Let's just go dig somewhere else. Let's dig a well. Right? Let's dig a well. I have blessing on me. That's Pastor Fabian, you know what? (laughs) That means that God can take you to the deepest part of the desert, and he can just cause palm trees with fruit on it to just grow simply because you're there. When you go work in new places, guess what? You're taking the blessing of God with you and you are going to bring a difference to that work environment. That's why when you get persecuted in your job place for being a Christian, guess why? It's because you are light and the demons that have been comfortable in those environments, they can sense the God in you. It's like this. You walk in, they say, "Up, oh, here's the child of God. We got problems." Because he just came out of the prayer closet. She just came out of the place of intercession. They are full of the anointing. And if they keep going like this, then more Christians are going to come in here and we can't stay here. When it's time to evict the devil out of your life, make sure you do it from the place of prayer. Isaac kept putting it behind him. He kept digging wells, oh, I had problems there, I'll put that one behind me. He dug another well, had problems there, oh, I'll put that one behind me. Yes, the blessings were great. Oh, I remember how God blessed me back there but isn't the God that we serve the God of yesterday today and tomorrow isn't he the God of the past the present and the future isn't he the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob that means as he blessed Abraham so will he bless me in the present and as he exalted Jesus and gave Jesus power yes he continues to give me power as well You cannot operate in these principles if we have no power. That is why when the Holy Spirit came to dwell in us, and as Jesus also said it, that whosoever receiveth him, that he and the Father will come and what? Make a habitation. That's why when people say, well, I only have the Holy Spirit. No, no, you got more than that living inside of you. You have the Trinity of God living in you. How do I know that? Because he said it himself. He said that when he would come and dwell in you, that the Father also would make his habitation in you. By who? By the person of the Holy Spirit. Because the Trinity is one. That is how beautiful they are. Because they are of one spirit. It is to say that the Father and the Son don't have separate spirits. They abide only in one spirit. And so as Isaac is moving forward, And he is putting things behind him. He has no idea that something greater is waiting for him. Have you ever cried because you lost something? And you thought the devil took it from you? Reminds me of that McDonald's commercial. There was a McDonald's commercial of this boxer. And he's just getting lit in that boxing ring. And then it shows him between rounds that he's losing. And the father says to him, son, remember when we took you to McDonald's when you were little? for your birthday, and remember that in your party that, that your Happy Meal was missing, that was the kid that took it from you. <laughs> all of a sudden, the guy's eyes went like this, and then the screen went black, and all you heard was, uh, uh. And that was it. The guy just fell. <laughs> all right? man right and that is why we have to understand that there are moments and seasons in your life that yes they are blessings but they are juncture points of what rest rest what do you mean rest pastor because they were digging wells, you know, they were operating in faith. Yeah, but guess what? Once the digging was over, that was it. It was time to enjoy the water. Enjoy right. the water. What do you mean? Well, we are in the, the whole thing with first fruits. Without water in your life, your first fruits comes to nothing. Right. The water in this representation is Faith. When you combine your faith with the giving of your first fruits, you just combine water with seed. Oh, come on. No, I, I need to record that. Hello? All right? Water with your seed, and God will provide for you a well at every point. And at that point, guess what? Yes, there is a harvest. But that harvest moves you into something that Pastor Fabian has always taught, which is what? To move you into a greater harvest. harvest. And that greater harvest will move you into what? Fullness. Fullness. Oh, my goodness. You know, the thing about the fullness teaching is that it says, and Jesus, full of the power of the Holy Ghost. I love that. And it says, without measure, good Lord Oh, my goodness, what? Without measure. Yeah, without measure. That means that he was walking on water. That means that Legion was coming to him asking for permission. He wasn't asking Legion to leave. Legion was saying, please don't. And so what I'm saying to you with this point is we have to be mature in putting it behind us. Always understanding that there is something greater coming in the horizon. Always. Say with me, always. God is about addition. The subtraction part, that comes as a result of letting go. I'll preach it over here. The subtraction part comes as a result of letting go. But with God, to let go, his mathematics is actually to multiply. Oh, man, That's right. come on. That's right. right? With God's subtraction, to let go is actually to multiply. Right. Man, Einstein would be doing flips right about here. <laughs> right? And so what happens? He puts it behind him. If you could give me point number six, please. He puts it behind him. And watch what happens. It says here in point number six, moving towards God, moving forward, thank you, God's way, let it go and make peace with it. Oh, now this is where we come to the part where we can't be spiritual babies anymore. 2020 actually challenged us, Pastor, on our levels to reveal to us where we were in our spiritual maturity. 2020 just actually just shed light on everything regarding our spiritual maturity. But God has a way of graduating you in such a way in your seasons where you can grow exponentially in your spiritual understanding that you can actually put this whole thing behind you so that, therefore, you can step into the greater and understand that we have to make peace with certain things in us and around us. Man, Isn't that something that Peter, right, he had to make peace with the fact that he denied Jesus? How do I know that he made peace with it? Because when we see him in the book of Acts, he came with such ferocity in his preaching power that all those souls came. Now tell me, you think a man that doesn't have the peace of God can preach under that unction? No way. Peter comes to the pace of peace because what? He made peace with the one he offended, which was Jesus. We have, to, we have to actually come to the, to the spirit of God and acknowledge that before him and say, Lord, I am immature in this area. Nobody ever taught me how to make peace. How do I make peace like that? Last night, in last night's message, I said, you know, I have the peace of God because I have peace with God. When you have peace with God, then God says, here it is. Here's the peace of God. Yep. Many want the peace of God, but they don't want to know nothing about God. Yep. doesn't work like that in the kingdom. No, because there is a doctrine called the doctrine of reconciliation. When you reconcile with God and make peace with God, then God says, my child, well, here's one of the blessings that is yours as an inheritance. Yep. And that is the peace that surpasses all understanding. Yep. That is yours as an inheritance. For we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the celestial dimension through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Say, peace is, mine. peace is mine. That's right. It's yours. And so now these guys come to his tent. They come looking for our brother Isaac. And they say, hey, we treated you so well. Man, the devil is such a liar. We treated you so well. We even kicked you out of our, I mean, we just asked you to leave. (laughs) We just asked you so nicely to leave, and you left, right? Let me tell you something. Isaac said, well, wait, you you hated me. You hated me because of God's favor. The wells that I was digging, you could have partaken in those wells, too. Because it was in your region. It was in your neighborhood. You had access to those wells. I wasn't charging you rent. Christians are to live a rent-free life. I know that the world philosophy teaches stop letting people live rent-free inside your house. Let me tell you something. The demonstration of the power of the Spirit of God And his transcending or transcendent wisdom is to allow us to basically do things in speaking love over people, into people, through people, so that therefore they can live rent-free because I am not threatened by those things. It is when we feel threatened and insecure, and we don't feel safe. Like they say in psychology, hey, you need to feel safe in your environment. So if you feel insecure, it's quite okay. It's because you have not established a safe environment for yourself. No, that's not what scripture tells me. Scripture tells me that Jesus walked out of the tomb. He didn't run out of the tomb. He walked out of the tomb so that therefore, I can see in that resurrection that that same power is in me, meaning that Jesus was not bitter. He was not upset. He was not angry. He did not say, hey, the first stop I want to make in this trajectory of my ministry, in the resurrection ministry, I'm going to Pilate's house. <laughs> Let's go visit Pilate, boys. <laughs> right? And then after that, we're going to stop at Caiaphas and Annas' house, and we're going to say, surprise, guess who's back? Right? Jesus has no time for that stuff. And you can live the same exact way. And you don't have to be bitter. You don't have to be scarred. You can operate in a power and the authority that when you see that person behind you at McDonald's, you can tell the person, hey, I'm going to pay for him who's behind (laughs) me. And you could drive off and you could just smile and say, I just hooked him up. So when he comes up to the teller window and the girl says to him, or the boy says to him, or the man, he could say, Hey, it's free. What do you mean? That person that just drove off, they just paid your stuff. We need to drive off into God's direction. We need to bless people in our transitions as we are moving forward. That is how Isaac was doing things. He was actually leaving the blessing, and he says, no, no, there is so much blessing that everywhere I go, the blessing just keeps growing in my life. Every time I keep letting go and I keep moving from one tense situation to the next, I'm just stepping into another blessing. It just gets bigger and bigger. Now, next point. They will come seeking favor from you. Oh, how I love this one. Because when Abimelech and the commander of the army came to his house, they came seeking favor. Wait, Pastor. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait, wait. You're saying that the people that wounded me, hurt me, will eventually come to me seeking the favor of God. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. That is why you have to be ready. That's why you have to let it go. Because if not, if we become stuck in those areas, that when that person does show up, and they do need to be ministered to, and guess what? They will need to be ministered to. We are there with the open arms of Jesus and say, I'm here to bless you. I'm here to bless your home. Because it's that type of character, the character of Christ, that actually penetrates like a sword into the heart of that individual that then comes in the form of repentance. That's why when Paul told Timothy that if the Father considers giving them repentance, repentance is not something you give yourself. Repentance is a grace that is imparted by the Holy Spirit because if God puts it on us to repent and turn turn towards him, we will never turn towards God. Repentance is a fruit of the Spirit of God. He produces that in us so that we can turn to God. That is why there are many times in my prayer time after the Holy Spirit and to God be all the glory. He showed me that I even thank the father. I said, father, thank you for the grace to be able to repent because through that repentance, I turn towards you. And with that in return, you bless me. They will come seeking God's favor from you. We want to operate in higher levels of blessing. This is how challenging it is. They will come seeking that favor from you. And you will give it to them. So that the name of your Lord and Savior will be glorified. And so it says that they had a feast. One one interpretation says that Isaac gave them a banquet. Right? I like feast. You know why, Dr. Barker? Because when the commander of the army showed up, he had a choice to either feast or fight. Mm-hmm. It comes to the point that we could either go into feasting or fighting. Feasting or fighting. That fighting stuff, I'm done with that. Done. I like feasting. Because after the feasting is over, and when you come to Hobbes, you go and feast. So everybody who's watching me on Facebook... Oh, yes, we do well here. God blesses us. We in the desert, but the spirit of God is here because God's people are here. The favor of God is here. The power of God is here. The word of God is here. The angels of God are here. Yes, in the desert. And so what happens is is that after he throws them the feast and they had a serious party, you know they got drunk. You know why? Because it says that they slept and woke up in the morning. That party was so good that it says that they left in peace. Man, that was quite a party. And the fact is, is that here was a guy who was just known for just digging wells. But yet he walked in the power of the nature of God's spirit. Because the Holy Spirit was just moving him. And while he is growing with this favor, say grow with favor. favor. Yes, because when you grow, you grow with the favor of God. This is not self-help. The church is not about self-help. No, no. That's the world system. Self-help is when you say, no, I'll fix it myself. Do you know, and this is not to throw stones at people in the field of psychology, but in one of my studies I found out, that in the field of psychology a lot of psychiatrists and and psychologists commit suicide you know why because they enter into the field trying to medicate themselves that's why they have this overabundance of just attendance in the universities of people taking the courses of psychology why because there are people that are trying to figure out a way to deal with this thing called the human mind but yet they didn't negate the actual power of god The Bible talks about that, that they negated the power of God. And when you negate the power of God, you're still going to deal with the sinful mind. Because there is no word there. And the word of God is what divides everything like a sharp two-edged sword. That is what I need to get inside this head of mine. And so he sends them off. And when he sends them off, what takes place? It says, (laughs) That then his men came and said, hey, that well that we were digging, we found water. 2023, prepare yourself. Because as you have put things behind you and you have made it this far, you have made it this far. Today the spirit of the Lord was explaining to me how to take an examination of oneself. And ask yourself, how did I make it this far? Because the devil is trying to tell you, you ain't never going to make it. Well, how did I get this far then? Obviously, there must be somebody at work that has brought me this far. Yep. The Hebrew word is, Eben er ser. up to here, God has helped me god has helped me you don't need a mansion as to proof that god has helped you there are people in here that have been through things that guess what if you told people okay in the field of psychology the things that you went through they would be like how you are not in some type of sanitarium how you are not wearing one of those french jackets that tie from behind okay is beyond me oh yeah i got one word his name is jesus that's why I remember when my son passed, they just thought it is over for him. No ministry, no destiny, nothing. It's just a wreck. His marriage will be a wreck. His wife will just be married to a man that is just a wreck for the rest of his life. No, sir. Because the Bible says that God, through his foreknowledge, already knew everything we were going to go through. And so, a word comes to Isaac. Say with me, a word is coming to me too. That's right. And with that word, a blessing. Because at that place where he is blessed, watch this transition. He makes peace. Not just with these men, but he makes peace with the issues of his past. A lot of times we think that God is just picking on us. When are you going to deal with this? When are you going to deal with this? I've been after you for how many years? It's not that God is picking on you to say, when are you going to fix it? It's that God, when he says that to us, he is saying, when are you and I going to deal with this? This is a partnership. This is not a solo run. Covenant requires a partnership. This is not about a solo run apart from God. Our Father is not cruel. Our Father does not just set us off in a desert with a canteen of water and say to us, hey, let's see if you can make it to the other side. Nope. Our Father says, no, I will be with you. As I was with Abraham, so shall I be with you. As I was with Isaac, so shall I be with you. As I was with Jacob, so shall I be with you. As I was with Joshua, so shall I be with you. As I was with the prophet Isaiah, so shall I be with you. As I was with Jeremiah, so shall I be with you. As I was with Jonah, even in his stubbornness, so shall I be with you. Yes, because even when we're stubborn, he is with us. As I was with Jesus, so shall I be with you. Because if God were to break his covenant, the whole universe would come collapsing. The whole universe would come collapsing. Because even God has a covenant with his own creation called the planets. That's why the Bible says a new heavens and a new earth. That means that there's even a promise that God allows us to hear about. That God makes even unto the universe, and I'm not talking about this crazy universal teaching that the world is saying, well, the universe is smiling on you right now. <laughs> that is why you are doing so well. Today, the universe visited you. Today, the universe has considered you favored. And that is, that's nonsense. That's from the devil. How do I know? Because the universe is impersonal. It is not a person that can respond to you. When people say, no, pastor, you're wrong, you know, the universe is a person. The universe is not a person. person. But the fact of the matter is, is that God has made it very clear that he will create a new heavens and a new earth. It says in Romans, what, that even all creation, what, groans, waiting for the day for the redemption of the sons of God. Man, you know that we, we have been so blessed by God, right? I won't even I won't say spoil, because he he's a perfect father, right? But he has inundated us with so many blessings that even the creation itself is waiting for us to receive the redemption and the fullness of that redemption, meaning they can't get theirs until we get ours. And this is not about materialism. This is about God's purpose. And so at that place, and I'm closing. At that place, what ends up happening is that God lets him know, I'm blessing you with a new well. 2023, God is going to bless you with a new well. You will receive fresh power. You will receive fresh prosperity. You will receive a fresh word. You will receive fresh relationships. My goodness, spirit of God, just keep taking me, just keep taking me, just keep taking me. You will receive new ideas. You will receive new impartations, new revelations that are contained within God's word. In 2023, you will receive the new well. And it is a well that God is blessing you with because you chose to step forward and say, what's behind me is behind me. Because I want to move towards fullness. Let us stand. Praise God. Praise God. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Father, with the grace and liberty. Father, that you have bestowed on me. Father, thank you so much for the grace to minister to your sons and daughters. Father, thank you for this word. Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for this word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Repeat after me 2023 is a year of health 2023 is a year of peace 2023 is a year of victory 2023 is a year of salvation 2023 is a year of healing for my house for my people for my church from my ministry, from my marriage, from my children. 2023 is a year of a new well. Right now, I want to pray for all the people right now that are not feeling in your body well at this time. And we are just going to speak and release the word of God over you. And we are going to release the name of Jesus. If you are not feeling well, you could come to the front or you could raise your hand, whatever you feel comfortable with. And there's different types of healing that are needed, not just physically, there's emotional, there's mental, right? If you don't want to raise your hand, that's okay too, because I'm going to release this word in Jesus' name anyway. Father, in the name of Jesus, I release the name that is above every name upon your children. I release the name of Jesus, the name of Yeshua, the name in which the true health is found, true peace is found. Father, true power is found. I release the name of Jesus upon everyone here. I release the name of Jesus upon every teenager, upon every adult here, every child. I release the name of Jesus, Father, in the full peace of knowing that it is the name that will do the work. It is the name that will break the chains and destroy the yokes. Not myself, not the screaming, but Father, the authority within that name. I release that sacred and holy name, I release the name, O Lord God, that is above every name. That I may honor your name in your house. And I declare, O Lord, that your people are well. I declare, O Lord, that you have provided yourself as a well to your people. Father, thank you. Thank you so much, O Lord God, for helping us to get through everything we have experienced from 2020 to the present. Father, I thank you because it is behind us. It is behind us. And what is waiting for us is feasting. Feasting, oh, Lord God, in your presence. Laughter. Because, oh, Lord God, your servant Isaac's name is laughter. Father, we just rejoice. Father, we will laugh, oh, Lord God, like never before this year. Father, thank you. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much. Amen.